Hi, Brandon. Kenneth. Uh, today, uh, I stole something from your son's room. I want to introduce you to it first. I want to introduce nice. our audience to it first. And I already have an idea. Today, during our episode, we're going to play a little game, okay? Every time one of us makes a bad noise, this thing, like, makes a little, like, boop, 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 and it gets higher. And then, at the end, the loser, it makes... Just the most delicate, little flowery, little, little, little sunshiny. You know, I like the ones that like... The, Why you, is it so you, long? I like the ones <laughs> where you think it's done and it goes... And then all of a sudden... It, like it's revving up. I just, you know? It's like a motorcycle. It's right? like changing gears. Anyways, so we're going to play this game. So every time in this episode we hear a stupid joke, we're going to go... And every time I have a stupid joke, it's going to go... Until it gets high enough where it does it. And we don't know what it's going to happen. Isn't that fun? What is this game, by the way? It looks like a fart. Like a green <laughs> fart with a face on it. Uh, what Do you know what called? this is? I can't remember what it's called. We just threw like... There's like playing cards and everything with it. Your wife said it comes with cards, yeah. Anyways, today we're going to be talking about... Um, streaming. Streaming. So now we've all, we've had a lot of conversations about MoviePass. Oh gosh, yeah. I feel like streaming is the stepdad of what MoviePass wanted to be. And what I mean by that step is dad. that they're not related, but, <laughs> but they're, they're close enough. They're in the enough, same family. They're, they're just close not enough related. Where, where um, he it wanted to be raised by the other, you know, and it just wasn't going to happen. Mildly depressing in a way. I remember when it was just Netflix. Like, well, did you ever subscribe to Netflix DVD service? I did. Like, what, what year do you think you started that? I was living back in London. No, it was when I was in Big Rapids. So mm-hmm. I was going to Ferris. So it probably would have been about 2009. 2009. I feel like I started about 2008. No, I was still in high school. 2007. Wow. I think Netflix started around 2006, 2005, something like that. Anyways, um, back then it was like uh, five bucks a month. They, they always said the same thing. Like you keep the DVDs as long as you want, you know, um, which I really liked because there's sometimes where like you get a really good movie. It just came out on DVD. I don't want to go to family video right. and I don't mind waiting for it. Oh my goodness. Remember when family video was huge? Yes. And now they sell CBD oil and that's it. Like I remember when there was a DVD section in family video and it was really small. Yep. That was, that, that was weird. I, re- I still remember getting tapes, VHS tapes from family video. Well, tapey tapes. I said tapey tapes. That was a dumb joke. I've had my Netflix subscription all the way since DVDs, like the same one. I feel like we should get like a legacy discount or something like that when you have an account that's that. It'd be nice because Netflix is kind of expensive now. Mm, We'll talk about that. We'll come back around to that full circle. But I remember when the streaming service first came out and it was very clunky and there was barely anything on there. They didn't even have TV shows. It was just like some movies, like the latest, like if you were to go into the, um, the classic movie section of family video there is like on the left hand side oh, when right. you walk in. If you were to go in there, that's basically what they had. It was the uh twenty five cent and free rentals. And there was no yeah. new movies. Nope. I think the oldest movie was like five years old on Netflix. That was very interesting. And it was also included with your DVD subscription. So you had the ability to do that. Right. And they yep. basically made it like uh almost like a YouTube platform. Not not that anybody could publish it, but like in just very low quality and everything. And then all of a sudden they like sprang up 
And uh, that was when Hulu became a thing too. When Hulu, Hulu was always available on the computer, but when they started branching out to like smart TVs and to your phones, iPads, right. stuff like that, then all of a sudden, uh, I remember that's when all my family and myself got rid of cable. Yep. Then I was like, all you really need is a Hulu and a Netflix subscription. You're good to go. Maybe an Amazon Prime video, but that wasn't for a couple of years still, you know? See, when I, so when I started Netflix, like I said, I was in college, so we actually had quote unquote free cable, not free cause you're paying tuition, but so we had cable in yeah. the, in married housing. That's a $50,000 cable. Bill. It's a very expensive cable bill. <laughs> if you think about it. Um, so we had cable then, and then we moved back to Ludington and we did have cable through charter. Um, probably up until Seth was born. So it'd be about 2011 ish. And then from there, we had Netflix, we got Hulu, and we pretty much said, you know what? That plus the DVD service was good enough for us. Yeah. And we just said, you know what? We don't need cable. And we cut the cord. So There was a good two years when they split the streaming service from Netflix and the DVD where I kept both. Yep. And then, because they would never have new movies still. And that's when they started bringing TV shows in. I remember that was when I thought, no, I'm, I'm good. Yep. You know, and I got Hulu plus when it was first available. I feel like, is there still a free version of Hulu? I don't know. I think you get a free trial. I don't know if there's a free version anymore because mm-hmm. even the paid version is ad supported. You have to upgrade to not get ads. I, which I pay for. I don't. Do you want to know why I pay for it? Why? Same price as Netflix. That's what. And yeah. in my opinion right now. There's to me, there's just as enough stuff in both of them that are the same amount. So I pay $24 a month for Netflix and Hulu without ads. Also, they keep saying like there's some TV shows that they can't not do ads for. There has to be. Yep. I've yet to come across one on Hulu with that paid support. See, there were a couple shows when they first introduced the ad free option that I was watching. Pretty much all the ones I was watching, they were on that list. So I never made the jump. Yeah, And then I left Hulu for about a year because I wasn't like ever watching anything on it. And then uh, I came back and now it's just like, I deal with the ads as painful as that is. Do you do the Spotify thing? No, no. Okay. I thought they were ending that. A lot of people are starting to do that. Uh, not yet. And you're not grandfathered into it. If you have it, it's the same like YouTube red. I don't have YouTube premium. I have YouTube red. Back when it first came out. Right. Yeah, I had read too. Uh, where you get the Google Play Music subscription with it. Yep. And... Do you not get that anymore with premium? No. Oh, so we're grandfathered in. Yeah, grandfathered oh, in. I didn't know that. The Spotify Hulu deal, because they're owned by the same company, yeah, they're uh, grandfathered together. So what streaming services do you have? Uh, do you really want me to name them all? Yeah. Okay, ready? I do have College Humor's Dropout. You still have that? There's a couple things I really like in there. I've been getting into the um, uh, the Dun- Dungeons and Dragons stuff, and they're really funny because what's his name that does the CEO videos? Oh, gosh. I can't remember. The redhead dude. Yes. Um, not Mike. What no, is no. That's Brent. Trap. Brent. Brent. Yes. Brent. So he He's actually, funny. He actually um, uh, uh, GMs a Dungeons and Dragons crew there, but they do like modern stuff like zombie high school. Like they do like stuff. Oh like that. That's yeah. Really I've funny. seen an episode of that yeah. zombie high school. That's it's novel. They're pretty funny. Uh, I also like some of the game shows. I love, um, actually that one's really fun. Uh, I also yeah. like, Oh, what's it called? The, the, the producer of college humor, the executive producer, he has a game show on there now that's called, um, 
Oh, yeah, I, I haven't seen this no, one. It, it has to do with like the game changes every episode. Yeah, well, that's it. It's called Game Changers. Literally every episode, the premise of the game is completely different, cool, totally and right. they don't tell you anything. They literally, like the three contestants, just jump right in. One episode, <laughs> it was like a murder mystery, like with the cast and crew that just came out of nowhere. Another episode, literally they would just put up a word, and then the contestants took them a little while, but after a while, they figured out they were supposed to make a sound associated with that word. So they put the word cow up, and they would go to the first, so they'd be like, your word is cow. And the first, they'd be like, Brent, you're up first. And then he goes, um, grass? Like, they're ah. trying to figure out, that, that's it. So they're trying to figure out, like, the contestants are trying to figure out how to play the game while they're playing the game. That's that's an interesting premise. I just I see the potential really, for that. There's some really good episodes. I could see that going into just, like, no movement at some point, like, if you're just yes. totally wrong. Well, okay, so my problem is that, like, there's so many streaming services that are really cheap out there that add up over time. So I have dropout. I have VRV verve. What's that? That one's got to come. There's about eight different streaming ser- services in one for $3 a month. So you, you've heard of like Crunchyroll. Yeah. That's the anime or manga one or whatever, right? Be I anime. Mean, yeah. I guess. There's, there's more stuff than that. Like Crunchyroll. Uh, it's got some actually Nickelodeon was in there for a little bit until Netflix stabbed them. So they're out, but they were uh, $3 a month is all <laughs> that is. Um, there's some funny stuff in there. So those are the weird ones. Dropout, Verve. No, that's it. And then I have YouTube Red, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. And I go back and forth between HBO, but now I have Apple TV Plus and Disney Plus as well. So honestly, with all of them, everybody always says like, well, at, cert- at a certain point, you know, you're going to be paying so much for streaming that you might as well like have a cable service again. <laughs> and then and, if that's true, you could just upgrade Hulu. Well, and I say to those people, F that. No. Yeah. I, I still don't want cable. I'm I'm not going anywhere near cable because I think with all of that, with ad free Hulu and everything, I'm pretty sure I probably pay around 30 to $35 a month. The one benefit that stream would have. So let's say it is the same. So a basic cable subscription is what? Somewhere between 40 and 60 bucks a month or something nope. like that. I wish. What is it now? That's what it's it like, used to be. It's like 80 bucks, man. <laughs> and okay. we're talking about, we're talking about the same amount of cable channels that, that there's you always and I been. had for like when my parents paid $5 a month for Ugh. back in the day, literally $5 a month. Okay. So let's, let's just 80. Oh my gosh. Okay. You would never, you would have to have like every streaming service to get up to 80 You had bucks. a point and now you're like, no, it does. It's invalid now because cable is still ridiculously expensive, but <laughs> just cause we haven't done this in a while. Technically, that was a double tap. I know. Nobody said any bad jokes, but we're not really joking. Uh, yeah. Um, we'll get there. Yeah, so. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> just a little silent. So. Like the fart building up. So let's say that you had all those streaming services and it was just so happened to be the same price as cable, even though it's astronomical now. I would say you still get benefits that you can't get from cable. Yeah. The on demand. Yep. Like cable has never matched that because the whole format doesn't work that way. Um, the other benefit is, is okay. that you still get like with Hulu, you can essentially still have live TV, which is cool. So cable replacement. What was the one that had the orange and blue packages? It was like st- sling sling. Yeah. Yeah. So I had that for a little bit. That was kind of cool. That was like basically right. streaming cable. I feel like that was one of the first nationwide online streaming cables. Right. Cause they partnered with like dish or direct TV or something for a while there. No, and that's, they're, they're completely separate now. No, but they had a package deal for a while where if you had an account, you got Sling for free for a while. 
I don't think you have that anymore. Well, Spectrum TV does Spectrum TV Mobile now. That's $25 a month. Yep. So now there's... So Charter Which itself or I've Spectrum... I've looked it up, by the way. It's still not as good as Hulu TV or YouTube TV. If I were to get one, I would get Hulu. Plus, I want to point out, by the way, I pay $35 a month for all these streaming services, right? And granted, I'm getting Apple TV Plus and Disney Plus for free for a year. So I'm not counting those. But my point is that with all those services... I still have a benefit, even if cable matched that, I still have a benefit with cables on demand and everything if they gave me the big shebang. I have a benefit there that I don't have with cable. That's that. I pay to get rid of every last freaking ad there is. That's true. People talk about like, hey man, you see that one commercial that's going on TV? And I go, nope. what's a commercial? I don't know what you're talking about. I legitimately have like no idea what they're talking about when they talk. I have to go to YouTube, YouTube for and I have to look up like, Oh, new Chevy commercial. But by the way, I don't get an advertisement before, which is, yeah. Right. I get That's... to look at the commercials. I want to look at whenever I want. Like that's something cable will never give you. I remember it was for, it was for the super bowl this last year. Did we have it here? Or did I do it at my place here? We did it here, right? Yeah. Cause I got that Fubo. Uh, yes. Streaming subscription or whatever. It was either the Super Bowl or it was the Academy Awards. I uh, signed up for the temporary. Um, it was the Academy Awards. I signed up for the temporary YouTube TV package just to get it free for like seven days just to be able to watch the Academy Awards is what I think it was. Right. And I remember thinking like, Ashley really likes cable. Like maybe we'll keep it the seven days and see how we like it. I mean, maybe that's an expense. Maybe we decide, hey, we're missing something here. Right. She and I watched it a couple times each night. And every last time a commercial would come on, we'd be like, what is going on right now? Like we'd freak out. Like what, what is this? Yeah. Like we'd literally watch the same shows we watch on Hulu ad free. And all of a sudden there's an ad every like 10 minutes for five home. Like it's literally a third of the viewing experience yep. is advertisements. Yeah. I we, do not Sling miss was like that. that too. I do not miss that in the least. Yeah. Ads suck. Like the, the first time that I paid to get rid of ads was for YouTube red. And such a better YouTube experience. It is so good. Well, people it's like ask, old YouTube. People really. ask me why I I'm on YouTube all the time. Like, like I'm a teenager that does that. Right. And it's because it's literally more entertaining than cable. Right. Oh, I get yeah. whatever well, I want when the I the content's want it. more dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. It's because it's a hundred percent user created. It's the biggest basically library on the planet. So yep. like if you have some weird interest, there's someone else out there that made a video for it. My YouTube history is just insane it's all over the place because i have so many interests that would never be matched by standard cable like streaming services all i do now uh when i go to bed at night or when i have my lunch break at work i will literally put on youtube and i'll just go to the home page and now because of years of me using youtube the home page is so perfectly curated to what i like and what i want to watch to be entertained like it's full of saturday night live sketches it's full of interesting like five minute documentary style stuff from like Vox or Vsauce or all these other places. Yep. It's full of overwatch stuff and star Wars stuff. Like I, I am never not entertained by YouTube. It's full of uh, uh late night <laughs> sketches, Yep. late night comedy stuff. I mean, I just, that's honestly my number one streaming service is YouTube. I probably subscribe to a new channel every week easily. I don't even I'm, subscribe. I literally don't even look at my subscriptions. I just look at that home screen. Well, does so a great I, job curating. So the reason I still subscribe because I once in a while I'll actually go to the subscriptions tab or pane on the app 
Yeah, I still do too. Once in a great while. And that's only if I feel like, you know what? Let's see what like the stuff I'm quote unquote interested in has to show. Yeah. The number one reason I do it is because it changes the algorithm a little bit more. So if you were to not subscribe to anything, it's constantly kind of guessing, right? Based on your watch history. Yeah. By adding in a subscription, it basically solidifies, oh, you do like that. Mm-hmm. And I have found that it does change what shows up in my recommended. Um, also, the primary way I consume YouTube is either on my phone or it's on the Apple TV. And the Apple TV app, the recently uploaded, generally, I'd say 90% of the time, pulls from my subscriptions. Yeah. So I really see the stuff that I'm interested in. That's the reason I still subscribe. I don't actually do the channel like viewing or anything like that. I did um, HBO. Uh, about, about once a year, I'll get HBO for a couple months. And this year, it lasted the longest because they had Game of Thrones finished. And then after that, they had a show called uh, Chernobyl that came out that Ashley and I watched, which was amazing. Like super, I hope it wins a lot of awards, Golden Globes. And then there was the second season of, what was it called? Uh, With Reese Witherspoon. And I told your wife she needs to watch it. Big Little Lies. Oh, right. The second season of Big Little Lies came out, which wasn't even supposed to have a second season. It was just supposed to be a mini series. But it was so popular that came out the second series season. And like, it's just one thing kept coming out over and over and over again. And I also got to the point where like, I watched John Oliver on YouTube every week. Every time there's an episode Monday, my Same. lunch break is watching John Oliver because yep. he's hilarious. I, I don't even necessarily agree with him all the time, but he's hilarious. And I love him. He is him. good to watch. I mostly agree with him. Mostly. I mostly do. He's, he is good to watch, but he's very entertaining. So I went watching. Have you ever watched a full episode of John Oliver? I've seen a couple full ones. Yeah. Okay. Having HBO in that time period and like every Sunday night, a new episode came out like at nine o'clock and actually going to watch it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Instead of like the random one they post on YouTube every once in a while, got going to watch the exact episode. That was cool. But anyways, uh, so I don't have HBO anymore, but you know, every once in a while, I'll throw it in there, throw it in the mix. That's the most expensive one. Why? How much is HBO? $15 a month. Ooh. Just like when we're, that's how much it has always been to add it on cable. You think their streaming online service would match Netflix's price, Hulu's price, but it never has. I swear it's $9.99. Huh? Nope. $15. What if you get it as the, um, so HBO stars and there's a couple other Cinemax ones and Cinemax Showtime that you can do as add-ons to the other streaming services. Yeah. So for example, Hulu, and Prime both let you do add-ons for all of those. Is it still that much to do it as uh, yeah. an add-on? Hulu oh. is always, uh, HBO is always $15 a month. Do I even have it as an add-on? Just pay for that separately. Because it it's still it's the same price. No, I mean, I get it. Is well, it just because it gets included in the Hulu catalog? What's interesting then? is Apple's version of HBO is HBO Now, what you do on your Apple TV and your Apple devices. Their actual app, if you were to get an Android device or watch it on your computer or anything else, is HBO Go. Right. Why? And then they I have never another understand. one, too. You know who else does that? And I only know this because of my wife. Hallmark. There's well, two Hallmark, Hallmark apps. Does... There's Hallmark. There's like, oh, I can't remember what they're called. But they're two separate subscriptions. And one of them, they're still kind of locked in the cable model. So you have a standard like Hallmark cable-based experience that includes streaming. And then you have Hallmark streaming only. The issue is, is that we got it last year. We did the, I think they had like a three-week free trial. 
idiots because everyone's going to do it during Christmas. Yeah. And not all the movies were on there. It was like a couple of the new ones for the year and then the old catalog, Holiday in Handcuffs, right? And well, your uh, wife always wants us to watch yeah, that. I know, it's weird. I don't get it. Melissa Joan Hart, Clarissa, locking people up in her car. She explained it all. She explained most of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that that deserved it. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so Hallmark did the same thing, which was stupid. Like the two separate streaming services for the same company doesn't make any sense to me. But talking about streaming, so I don't know if I listed mine. So mine's smaller than yours. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, buddy. So anyway. Restart. Uh, <laughs> so I have uh, YouTube Premium, or Red. I have Netflix, which I do pay for the uh, number extra screens. So for me, it's like I do too. 13 bucks. But I share mine with my family. Basically, same. Yeah. Hulu, which I've had for quite a while. Uh, quite a while. Um, Amazon. Hello. Uh, honestly, even though Amazon is a streaming service, I never count it because it's like, comes with your prime subscription. it's a bonus really. Yeah. Uh, and there's only a couple things I ever watch on there. Mm. Uh, good omens was really good by the way. So then I have that and Apple TV plus and then Disney plus. I think that's all I have. Right yeah. Well, you don't get Disney plus for free. You paid for like three years. I that. paid for the three year deal, which ended up being about three bucks a month. Paid three years for that shizzy Disney plus and Apple TV plus. What have you been watching on Apple TV? Anything? Apple TV, the morning show. You watched the morning show? Which Me so too. far has been really good, though I think I'm an episode behind now. Uh, um, I think I got caught up on Friday. Yeah, I, I missed this last week, so I have to catch up. Um, I've been watching that. I haven't been hearing good things about their show C with Jason Momoa. That got really hyped by Apple. I haven't heard good. That's the one thing that's been coming out on streaming that I haven't heard good things about. So with Apple TV Plus... I haven't, I haven't heard great things about it. It's okay. I feel I like... All the critical reviews I've read have been from critics. I feel like all the negativity is coming from the fact that it's only on Apple's platform. Like, you can't get it on anything else. Yeah, you can. On what? Uh, I have it on my Roku at home. Uh, Samsung Smart TVs do it. They talked about that. Oh, no. Yep, you're right. You can't. Uh, I'm sorry. It's uh, the you web. Can't, you can't, you can't web like stream. Chromecast. Yeah, you can't web stream, all that right. stuff. They're basically, I think, going to make it. How do I put this? I don't think Apple has any plans in early stages of making Apple TV Plus an actual competitor in the streaming market. I think they're going to make it an add-on to their devices. I I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But it's only to be able to build the platform more because Apple knows the potential of that. They also know that their actual Apple TV like that you use on the devices, their goal is actually to make it a central hub for all of your streaming services. Right. Like I have my Hulu plus through there. I've got Disney plus through there. Now, uh, Netflix is the only one that's like doing their own thing, but they should Netflix should keep doing that right. as a company. They should not integrate. That would be bad for them. That, they HBO, are like the I did one. HBO now. And so like it got to the point where on my uh, phone, I would never open up the Hulu app the Disney plus or the HBO app. I would literally just open up the Apple TV app and get it all connected. You know? Yeah. That's interesting with Netflix that they don't participate in that. Actually they do. They just don't fully participate. It's very smart that they don't, they need to keep their brand separate. Right. So they don't participate in this like part, like putting their videos as part of the TV app, 
but they do, at least on the Apple TV, thankfully, let you do searching through the normal. Uh, so like if you use Siri and you say, I want to watch X show, yeah, at least it used to, the results would show up and it would take you to the Netflix app. That's kind of nice because sometimes like you want to compare where content is and the different streaming services. I haven't seen if Disney shows up there. I'll There's try some that. interesting thing that Netflix excludes themselves too, as well. For example, I have at home, I don't have the Google Home Hub, the thing with the screen. I have JBL's version of it that actually came out before oh, the Google Home right. Hub. So it's basically a JBL speaker that's plugged in and then it's a, a Google Home uh, with a Google Home display on it. Right. I can do everything on that except for Netflix. It's basically a Chromecast except for Netflix. Yeah. Which is weird. None of the Google Home hubs are. Like it's Google is very, and Netflix are almost a little polarized, it seems. Which is interesting because they're not, I mean, they are competitors, but not really. Well, when's Google going to come out with their streaming service? Isn't that kind of technically like. When are they going to hire Dwight Schrute and make their own show? <laughs> That'd be really funny. You uh, know, I would get it though. Because uh, YouTube, what is it I called? Get, I get that Google TV. Well, that's basically what YouTube is really. I mean. So as far as streaming goes, uh, the primary one I wanted to talk about was Disney Plus. Disney P. It's the latest. It's the greatest. I would call it the greatest. No, it's not. It's yeah. good. Uh, it's really hyped because there's a bunch of Disney crap on there. But at the same point in time, right I now, don't see a longevity to what is in there right now. Oh, I do. I I'm see longevity. I'm not getting rid of it. I still do not watch it as much as I do Netflix and Hulu. Because I feel like they need to get other content in there. They need to move Fox stuff in there. Now that they own Fox, they got to put... Uh, I mean, they got New, Simpsons. They got to put New Girl in there. They got to put... Um, What's another Fox show I like? There aren't a lot of Fox shows I like. So the hard part about that is when TV shows are made, and I learned this a couple years ago and I didn't realize it. So a lot of times what will happen is you'll see a TV show on a competing network that was made by a competitor. So for example, like NBC would make a show, but it would run on Fox. Fox would yeah. make a show and it would run on NBC. What's well, weird too is it, that they would swap for some the reason. Disney purchase did not include all Fox. No, it was only a, portion technically fox tv it didn't the include fox the news channel yet. is still the fox channel right is still owned by right uh what's time his name? warner no, no um, it's the fox murdoch. news channel the murdoch you're talking about the owner? the actual owner no his name is um anyway so i don't yes, remember his name it, it did not include the fox news channel it included like the fox like media assets like the Do, movies studios etc you know what's interesting what kevin feige of marvel had stated in an interview that disney tried to exclude fox news as far from them as they could what's his actual really i mean it makes kind of sense yeah. If Disney bought it, I could see them just shutting Fox News uh, well, down. Well, I can't see... Di even It doesn't even have to do with the Republican side of it. It has to do with, like... I can't see Disney pushing towards either party in any, any sort way. Any sort of polarizing politics? No, yes. they wouldn't do that. No, Disney would never brand themselves like that. Like you know if, why? Because they want everybody's money. <laughs> like, if Disney owned Fox News... Well, it would change, probably. Oh, yeah, totally. But, I don't know. Something about Mickey Mouse controlling the media. Did you see recently uh in the news about the marvel studio thing the so marvel tv was a separate branch of marvel they dissolved it it's now all under marvel studios i don't know what marvel tv is 
they were the ones that were like coordinating all the Daredevil and um, all the like TV show. Well, I'm assuming stuff. they were done. Yeah. But they still had ongoing TV stuff. Like, well, yeah, I knew that, but I, they're also still canon. Everything no, no, that was yeah, in so there. it doesn't change that. It's just changing that. It's no longer like this separate but still connected entity. Now yeah. it's all that's gone. Well, it's it all wrapped be. under Marvel Studios. It yeah, should, it should have been that from the beginning. Yeah, it's weird they broke that off separately. I mean, Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has already made uh, Disney. I I read about it. I think it's like thirty four billion dollars for like thirty four billion dollars of revenue for Disney alone is due to owning the Marvel franchise. I don't doubt that. Um, that makes sense. So it's interesting about that is that like, uh, uh, why wouldn't they expand on that and make their, take that entire studio and make their own TV shows out of that. I'm excited about Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's going to be good. I'm more curious than anything about WandaVision. A lot of people are. Have you seen some stuff with that? Yeah. How it's, Basically going to be sitcom esque. Mm-hmm. Also, the series "What If" that basically takes place at the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it says like, "What if, uh, you know, what if Banner and Tony Stark were one person, and it was Iron Hulk?" Oh, see, I haven't seen anything about "What you If" see yet. That? No, I saw That's the WandaVision stuff. And then the Black Widow trailer. Apparently, um, a lot of the uh, cast. Is actually excited to be a part of that. I could like I mean, Robert I could Downey Jr. Cool. talked about how he was gonna. He's planning on being a couple episodes. He asked to be. He literally hung up the Iron Man mantle, but he said it would be interesting to do some different alternate universe stuff. So Disney Plus with Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, National Geographic. You uh, laughed, but I like that stuff. It's just. I remember when that was first announced, like, you know, I was reading the list. I'm like, cool, cool. Awesome. What? The planet earth series is like one of my favorite. No, it, it is cool. It's just, it threw me off. Like well, they own it. one, I, mean, I didn't know they owned it. So that well, was the National big thing. Geographic had their own streaming service too. That was $5 a month. And I didn't know that either. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes more I sense now. It's called, I just remember like as a launching like platform, I guess, or sub platform, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I, I it's I, called I, the ground floor. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a sub platform. Yeah, that was, you mean the floor? Yeah. That was a good joke. I'm not no, doing that to myself. Do it. Do it. That was, that was a good joke. I know. Anyway, um, I, that was the oddball to me in the list. It was fine. I had no issue with it or anything. It just it was surprising to me. Uh, Mandalorian is really good. Not to keep going, but it's really good. But I've made a decision. It is meant for Star Wars fans, and I know that seems like an obvious statement. But yeah, put no, no hold on. Put it this way. Stranger Things is meant to bring in a lot of different types of people to watch it. Um, Game uh, of Thrones did not just bring in fantasy fans. It brought drama fans in, all this stuff. Um, what, what's another popular? Breaking Bad. All did the mess fans. Crime drama. It brought in a ton of other people. The Mandalorian. I cannot picture Ashley ever watching it. Can you ever picture Joy watching it? No. I think she would be confused by it. I think she would be like, think some of it's maybe a little quote unquote childish at times. I feel like that's the way they would see it. I think they'd think it's interesting, but they wouldn't be super into it. I feel like it is specifically catered directly to Star Wars fans. And I want to point something out. It's nice to have that. It is. Rather than all the other Star Wars Disney's ever done since they've owned it, which is to cater to 
like billions of people. This feels like it was built for me. Yeah. Like the fan, the one that's like, I'm actually going to be the one that's going to look up like Mandalorian lore and Mandalore and, (laughs) but I'm the one that's actually going to like do that stuff because that's interesting or baby Yoda. I'm the one that's going to have a discussion about like, technically he's not a baby Yoda. He is a different, he's a a Yoda species. He's He's a baby baby Yoda species. He's a baby's version of Yoda species. Right. Whatever it's called. He's not a baby. He's 50 years old. I guarantee he's in a whole other category as far as they're concerned with their race. But like, I want to have these interesting conversations from it. Ashley looks at it and goes, Oh, it's cute, but eh, whatever. And then she walks away. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I, I, I agree with you. I think I like it. I think it's very catered because honestly, like I think one of the reasons the show is so good beyond the production and the overall script and all that stuff, like that's solid. I think the reason that it is so good is because we're kind of sitting here in anticipation. Mm. Like we're almost making up the story in our own head on what's that next episode going to be? How is this going to connect even further to the star Wars universe? And if you don't have that point of reference, it could probably still be enjoyed but you're not going to have that like pull. It's not going to keep pulling you forward. Yeah. Like teasing you with like, here's how it's going to connect to the next movie or here's how um, it connected to cloud city and you know, the original trilogy and yeah. like all these small connections. Like you would I, never get any of that. I think it's a show that if you're not a star Wars fan, you have fun with, right. but you are not going to get super into it nope. unless you're into the other stuff. Not at all. I mean, that's, it's literally the math of star Wars. <laughs> Yes. You're not going to get into it unless you're a little bit into cocaine. Pretty much. I mean, a little bit. You got to be a little bit into pot and cocaine if you're going to start getting into meth. You had to have already had the gateway drug. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. You do. It itself is, that's actually a a great way to put it. And I'm going to do this real quick. It itself is not a gateway drug. Starting with the Mandalorian will not lead you to wanting to watch the other Star Wars. Right. Watching the other Star Wars will lead you to wanting to watch the Mandalorian though. Agreed. Totally. Which I think is cool. I I like that it's done that way. I like that John Favreau was the one chosen to lead it too. And he has like control. Yes. Is my understanding, which is kind of a good thing because they could have easily not given that to him and just said, ah, you're directing. They are borderline hands off, uh, except for continuity. Yep. That's the only thing that they care about, which is probably good because it's, when you have that much creative freedom, it's probably easy to go off the rails a little bit. So it's kind of like your gut check. Like, wait, does that fit yeah. the lore? I, I see a lot of potential with Disney plus. They had a great opening because Disney already had an amazing catalog. That's never been put out on streaming. Not just that, but also they opened the vault up for a lot of stuff. So not mm-hmm. just the fact that it wasn't on yeah. streaming, but the fact that there are movies that weren't even on DVD or Blu-ray mm-hmm. that got included. That when they announced Disney bump. Plus, uh, The Little Mermaid finally came out um, to be able to purchase on Google Play and Apple and Amazon movies, stuff like that. Oh, I didn't realize that that was in tandem with that. That's cool. Um, it was right after uh, because the they do like a 10-year cycle. So like um, the sword and the stone came out on DVD in 2008 and then it came out on Blu-ray in 2018. Yeah. If the vault is definitely open to like a 10 year cycle before that, they came out with a re-release on VHS in 1998. I've had every one. I had the sword and the stone on VHS in 1998. I got it on DVD in 2008. I got it on Blu-ray in 2018. It basically opens when it's that movie's time to fill in a new medium. 
Well, it's oh, like, Blu-ray's hey, we a thing now. Haven't seen this in a while, so yeah. yes, I bought it every time because not only is I don't think they do it because of the medium, they do it because it's been a little while. Like the the next one um, to me was the Little Mermaid. It's been a while since I've watched the Little Mermaid, and then all of a sudden they open the vault the streaming, and I'm like, oh, good, I don't have to buy this crap anymore. They are not going to be doing contracts with other studios like Netflix does. Right. That's why I, everybody's talking about how it's Netflix killer. No, no, nope. they are two completely different things. It's Netflix, Disney only. Netflix goal will always be to expand its content and bring in different content. So right. the office is going away, I think in uh, 2021 from Netflix and they're nervous about it because they know that they need something else in there to fill it. Uh, NBC wants it back. Well, that's what happened with Friends, right? They, yes. Friends was supposed to leave, and they were able to renegotiate it longer. That was—I uh, don't know why I just looked this up recently, but that was—they paid four hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, it won the cheap. rights for five years. Yeah, but it kept a lot of people, and because of that kind of like the su- fake supply demand thing, right? Yeah, a lot of people started watching Friends again, so it was worth it. Well, the whole thing too with NBC is that they have all these shows now. Like The Office was the highest paid, uh, was the most paid for uh, uh, release for a service. Netflix bought the office for three quarters of a billion dollars for five years. Uh, That was from 2016 to 2021. And you know, what's funny is like, it was probably worth it. NBC wants it back now. They want it back bad. They want to do their own thing. They have Seinfeld. They've got friends. They've got the office. They have parks and rec, man. I'm trying to think of some other ones. I know there's more. Oh, they have uh, 30 rock. NBC has some they have a huge amazing too. shows. They want all of it back. I'd say when it comes to TV, top leader is probably NBC with shows. Disney Plus reached 10 million subscribers the first week, which that wasn't their goal. Their goal was about six or five. Yeah. The, so they went well past their goal. Server load didn't do too well that first week. Yes. NBC's not going to do that. Mm-mm. If if they ever came out of the same thing, they don't have an old enough enough content to be able to do that. In my opinion, they should just keep releasing the rights to their show to these streaming services, but charging an upcharge every five years. Like Netflix paid seven hundred fifty million for that. Disney with ten million subscribers, they're going to make if that if that only stayed at that, uh, they're not even going to make. What, what is it? $7 a month, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. $70 million a month they're making from that. So, you know, I mean that roughly makes a little under a billion dollars a now, year. The difference with Disney is that instead of licensing other content to put on their platform, they're more likely to just buy the studio, <laughs> buy the studio and make their own stuff. Right. But keep in mind their investment right now People have been buying a lot of Disney stock. It's not time yet. It, it, you're, unless, it's, unless you're going long-term stock, you're going to be sitting on it for a while. Did you know that every episode of The Mandalorian is about $10 million? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. impressive how expensive it is to make that. If they're going to do 10 episodes, that is the first 10 months of their revenue gone on that show alone. Right. Which good as a star wars fan they they can um, bankroll it they can they afford can that bankroll it. but i feel like netflix should just keep or nbc should just keep sending it out upcharging set it out re-release it on netflix for another five years but this time charge them 1.2 billion you know so i think this segues into the one thing i wanted to talk about and I, we can we can kind of end the episode with this because we're running 
pretty long. Yeah. Um, I saw this theory that I, I briefly described to you, but I'll, I'll reiterate it again because I think it is just genius. I don't know if they're really going to do this or not. Someone else came up with this, so I'm not going to take the credit for it, but I think it is just an incredible theory. And the theory is, is that Disney Plus right now is really nostalgia, right? It's catching the people that want to see the stuff that was in the vault or those Disney classics. They do have a few things from some of the studios they purchased. Um, Obviously, Marvel and all that stuff, Pixar, you know, that stuff's there. But their roadmap that they've released so far and talked about starts to allude to the idea that Disney is actually not looking at other streaming services as its main competitor. It's actually looking at movie theaters as its main competitor. And what it's doing is, is like this year, 2019, if you think of almost every blockbuster, Disney owned that blockbuster. Yeah. Right now, movie theaters and everyone in that distribution chain takes a pretty big chunk out of every one of those ticket sales. Mm -hmm. So Disney's only getting maybe 40%, like if they're lucky. With Disney Plus, they're getting Disney in homes and you don't need a movie theater anymore. Mm -hmm. So all of these big titles, if they wanted to, they can put on their platform. Well, you miss movie theaters. What do you mean? If they're gone. If that's that's how movies came out, would you miss them? Probably not. If I knew that I could watch that show when I want in the comfort of my own home or on the go or whatever, I don't know. I don't think I would really miss the theater experience. I mean, it's cool to see a big screen and have the surround system and stuff, but technically I could take the money I'm saving from movie theaters and build my own. I would like, I would like movie theaters to be the exact same as, how do I put it? I would like them to be the exact same as, uh, live theaters, special showings at special times. Like it's an event. Like, yeah. You know what? Netflix is going to release, um, or Disney is going to release the next Marvel movie. I don't want it to be like, here's my movie theater is this. I want it to be like, I get my friends together. You have to pre get your tickets. Like everything's right there. You could just do it at home or you can like make it an event where everybody gets together like that. I could see that. It definitely wouldn't be in small towns like this. It would be in like Grand Rapids, Detroit, stuff like that. Your theaters would then. So like the big theaters, right? Have 20 screens, right? Something like that. If you went with that model, you would probably only have two or three screen theaters then because those events would happen in short spans. Yeah. Right. So let's end game. And they'd game. probably all do it together. Right. So if you look at end game, right. One of the, Biggest blockbusters of all time. You could watch it at home. You could watch it at home. Or you and your friends could get together. To one of those scheduled events event. where the three screens are showing that movie at yeah. these designated slots. And that's it. I have always wanted to do the Star Wars events that they do. Like every time a new Star Wars movie has come out from the last two, they always played all of the Star Wars movies leading up to it. And obviously mm-hmm. I wouldn't watch them all. I, I would dip in and out, you know. But it's basically they give you a little bracelet and you can just walk freely in and out of the theater, whatever you mm-hmm. want. I that's like interesting. that idea. An access pass. Fun. Having an access pass. That's a pretty novel idea there. No, we're not doing any more movie pass podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, just kind of food for thought and thinking of the future on like, because mm, Disney really isn't competing against the other streaming mm, services. Yum, 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 they yum. are. Tasty thoughts. They're taking their content off of the others. 
Good for you. They're taking the content off of other streaming services. Yeah. They're bringing it back home. And then what are they going to do? Because they get stuff out of the streaming platform they would never get from movie theaters, like personalization data. Like they can figure out not just ticket sales, but what type of people are buying these things. Yeah. Right. Because they could, they could do an upcharge for viewing it through their service too. When it comes out, they can literally do like in place of a movie theater, they can actually do like, Hey, do you, there's uh, uh, the next Avengers movie comes out or black widow comes out. You need to go to the movie theater and buy it. Or you can watch it one time on Disney plus for five bucks. Pay-per-view. Literally pay-per-view. Yeah. They could easily do that. And you want to know what? I would do it, man. I totally would too. I would be like, hey, Brandon, I'm going to do pay-per-view Black Widow. Do you want to come over and watch it? Yeah. And you would come over and Ashley would sit there and we'd all watch Black Widow. <laughs> we'd invite so, Hunter over. we just sit at our house. So another thing to think about, right? That is a total legitimate thing they could do. But think of it this way. If they see that, hey, Ken watches all of the Marvel movies. Let's target him and... Throw some promotional stuff his way. Like, not just what's on your screen, Mm -hmm. but merchandise up, like bonus, like value add type things. Like, uh, actually, this is the thing that blows my mind the whole Baby Yoda thing. Like, they did not plan that well with like the merchandise. Like, everyone is complaining about that. Everyone wants a Baby Yoda, like plushy or whatever today. They have like nothing right now. They do. Not that you can get. Like, everything's back ordered to like May. Well, the whole. That that's a whole other reason though. They did not want it to be spoiled. They did a limited amount of factories. I know supply chain. It's like what Apple does. It's the same they idea. They also, by the way, had factories on retainer that knew that they were going to be making something for Disney, but they had to wait. I, I found that out in an article before Disney Plus came out. Yeah, that they said like Disney was like hiring these factories, but they were not hiring them for anything. They literally paid them to hold. Right. And then, and then they also said it was because of the Mandalorian. So in the article, they knew it was because of that. Right. But they literally held. So like people were wondering like, what is Disney waiting to make? Like, right. Everybody thought they were just waiting on demand. Like they wanted to see when things would come up. It's baby Yoda and Mandalorian. Right. But anyway, so that's, that's one of the other things, right? Is they can target you in different ways. They would never be able to figure out with theaters because honestly, a theater is pretty anonymous. Like you aren't linked to that ticket you bought. They just get, a blank, like you know, blanket ticket sales is all they ever really know. We sold this many tickets. We made this much money. Well, you know, opening saw, weekend, all that stuff. Disney saw how Movie Pass died, mm-hmm. and I think they're thinking now. Okay, well, you know what? We can't control the beast, so let's just make our own. Right. Exactly. You know? I mean, yeah, because that's where Movie Pass failed. Is they tried to work within the confines of movie theaters, yeah. and then AMC is like, <laughs> no. If you think about it, I feel like, I feel like it's the same, what you're saying makes sense. And I see a lot of remnants of Blockbuster. Yeah. I see a lot of remnants of a dying industry that somebody didn't want to put up with anymore. So they just thought, okay, we'll just do our own thing. If you, uh, I would highly recommend, uh, there's some really good videos on YouTube on the history of movie theaters and how they've adapted to change. Uh, Cause movie theaters started it was a personal viewing experience. They were those big, like, um, they were the size of like those blue mailboxes. Yeah. And you would look into it and you'd pay like a quarter, right? And you would see a moving picture, right? 
And then they realize like, okay, that's not sustainable. People actually want to watch this in a larger screen. They want, you know, comfortable viewing and seating and all this stuff. Yeah. And it slowly morphed into what we know as movie theaters today. Well, this is that next revolution. So either they need to figure something out like the idea you suggested, which I really like, or they're going to be the next blockbuster. They are going to just fizzle away and there'll be one left in Alaska. That's it. Uh, didn't that close? It closed. <laughs> yeah, it did close. Yeah. Uh, so. I did love their Twitter account. Yeah. Yeah. They had, yeah, well, they were the only one. They had a good time and they then were. it ended. So anyway, um, we'll see what happens. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool that we have so many options today for streaming and we can really customize and kind of a la carte uh, our viewing. Uh, that's something that I always wanted from cable back in the day and now it's possible without cable. Yeah. So we'll see where we end up. Well, enthusiasts, uh, we would like to remind you to remember to like, comment, and... That was a podcast You chose to listen to who Do you think you make good choices? Whether you dare her You her friend in Talk about things that are cool We're feeling enthusiastic That you can be average too <laughs> Sorry, some of these <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>